Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2307. Today I get to talk with an old friend of mine about an upcoming auction that features Porsche, my favorite mark, of course. Well, actually, if it rolls on rubber, I probably love it. But this guest is going to be having some fun with us today, sharing what's to come this summer with auctions and a whole lot more. So be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, with a, a very special longtime friend and returning guest by the name of Ray Schaefer. Ray, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely, Mark. Great to be back with you. Absolutely. You know, I was looking back and thinking, you know, Ray Ray and I met when we were both trying to find new paths in our careers and so forth. And he eventually became a guest on the show all the way back in March of 2016. He was guest number 477. Of course, we stayed in touch over the years and uh, Ray's career has gone through some really fantastic motions and he's with a new company today that we'll talk about. But before I introduce you and we talk about that, Ray, I didn't ask you this when you're on the show before. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Ray Schaefer? Gosh, well, you know, I have varied interests, and when it when it comes to cars in particular, which people probably know me for best, they think of me first and foremost as a Porsche guy. But the fact is, I love all cars, and I have a, have a great background with uh, some domestic cars as well that might surprise some people. So. Yeah, that's probably, um, in the automotive realm, that's probably one of the biggest things that people don't realize about me is that I actually do have interest outside of Porsche and yet still in the automotive world. You know, I have a saying, and I've said it many times in this show, if it rolls on rubber, I probably love it. <laughs> I think that you probably fall into the same kind of time frame, but that's the great thing about the car world is lots of times, and of course I'm known as a Porsche guy, I say that a lot in the show, and BMWs, I've had lots of M3s, but I'm just intrigued by so many different kinds of cars. And Have you found that because of that, you meet all sorts of different people too, and that's what makes it really fun? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I probably wouldn't even been involved in doing the work that I do or have done in the last 25 years around the Porsche brand if it weren't for a Lotus newsletter that I was writing for that actually gave me the open door to meet Bob Aiken, who really kind of helped get me into the business side of Porsche. Wow. Now there's a name. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, there's opportunities all over the place. And you're doing something new now with a relatively new group that is so spectacular. It's kind of like a homecoming for me of Cars yeah alumni because so many people that are part of this group have been guests on the show. So let me give you an introduction. Ray Schaefer is a car specialist and ambassador for Broad Arrow and Haggerty Marketplace. He's a Porsche personality and expert on the mark with 32 plus years of experience in the automotive and motorsports profession. Before joining Broad Arrow Group, Ray spent seven years at Porsche Cars North America at their Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta, where he served as a manager for Porsche Classic Market Development and a Heritage Gallery curator. And I'll tell you, listeners, uh, Ray was kind enough to let me come and visit. Unfortunately, he was out of town on business, so one of his colleagues gave me a private tour. That was a day I'll never forget. Ray has been pioneering industry-leading ideas throughout his career, launching an early YouTube channel at Brumos Porsche, where he worked for 17-plus 
years, culminating as a general manager there. Now, there's another iconic brand. Ray was drawn to cars from a young age, working in a detailing department of a local Pittsburgh dealership, and then worked his way up through sales. He's a racer, starting in sprint carts, and today races a rad-era factory-built Porsche 944 Turbo Cup car. Ah, Ray, you know how to have some fun. Now, before we get started, a little word from our sponsors, so give them a little love. They keep the petrol in the tanks here, and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Ray, we are back. So here's where I want to go. I want you to give us just kind of a brief history walking through your car profession. Because as I said, I met you when you were uh, just had left Brumos, I believe, and then you ended up at Porsche. And now you're with Broad Arrow. But kind of walk us through that history a little bit. And then I want to talk about Broad Arrow Group, the auctions, what's coming up this year that everybody should attend, and I think a whole lot more. So let's take a little journey back first, okay? Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You know, going back to being a to being a child and growing up and kind of getting into the working years in high school, uh, I worked at a detail department at a car dealership, and I kind of thought that my direction, uh, like a lot of firing car people, was that you had to get your hands into the engine compartment and what have you. But I quickly learned that I really didn't have the hands or the God-given talent for that. And it, I was a little depressed by it because I thought, but well, you know, how am I ever going to work in cars if I can't work on a car? And uh, I, I, I quickly came to learn that, uh, you know, marketing and sales could be um, uh, an avenue, a direction to go. And so um, so through working in the car dealership and transferring from the service department into the sales department, I quickly found out that I really enjoyed talking with cars, uh, talking with people about cars, and, and sort of bringing the two together. And that's what, um, that's what kind of got me going on the sales side, eventually through sales management and then as a general manager, as you pointed out, eventually at Brumos Porsche. Uh, from that point, 
uh, when when uh, it was time to move on from Brumos and, and the franchise was going to be sold, uh, that's when I ended up on the wholesale side of it. So I kind of went from the retail aspect into Porsche Cars North America, which is the importer officially for Porsche in the United States and North America, and um, kind of got on the wholesale side of it. I brought that retail experience and background into the space that was the new Porsche Experience Center Atlanta, helping uh, with the service side of the cars that were run there, as well as the new vehicle delivery program, launching that, and as you pointed out, curator of the Heritage Gallery, which is like a showroom in a way. So we kind of did everything there that was in my background, except sell cars directly, because that's what the authorized Porsche dealer network is for. So the Porsche Experience Center Atlanta was just a support for that, if you would. And so it kind of was a perfect fit, and I really enjoyed the time there. Uh, the classic business during that time period really took off, and, and Porsche from Germany and North America could see the uh, the need to serve their customers in a much greater way through the classic program. And so in 2018, that became its own division within After Sales. It really grew from that, and it was great to be involved in a lot of the um, building of that program and helping get that going. Uh, so recently, as you pointed out, with my current role as a car specialist and ambassador for Broad Arrow Group and Haggerty Marketplace, I really feel like I had a chance to kind of return back to my roots, which is connecting fantastic people with cars that they find fascinating. And that, uh, I just, I really enjoy that. And so here I am back into that opportunity now. And we do that through the live auction events, as you pointed out, places like Monterey Car Week and the Amelia but also the special events like we have coming up with the Porsche 75th anniversary sale here in Atlanta in June at the Experience Center. Uh, we do that through the live auctions. We do that through the online marketplace, uh, both with Haggerty Marketplace, which is, is an online auction platform that, that Haggerty hosts and really provides a different level of customer service, uh, helping the buyers and sellers come together, but also making sure that everything is, is completed and finished through to the end of the auction. And so um, there's, there's that. And then finally, through private sales. And one thing I'm really learning about the auction business is how the team all works together to get the, the buyers and sellers together. And again, to complete the transaction, it really is a team effort. So that's where I am. And I'm really enjoying that type of work these days, Mark. Well, you're back back to the future a little bit. <laughs> what you're doing, absolutely. This big cir- this big circle that kind of happened, which is pretty cool. And you know, Broad Arrow Group is relatively new company, and however, they seem to have all the the best of the old school people with all these different talents that they brought together and created a wonderful new type of auction in a way, just the way you guys approach things. And I was fortunate enough to be able to attend the, the Motor Lux at the Monterey Jet Center mm-hmm. last year at that auction, the first time you guys were there. And of course, Ramsey Potts invited me, a colleague of yours mm-hmm. now, the the magnificent <laughs> Ramsey Potts. I, I think that guy is like, I don't think he has slow. He's just either sitting still or, well, he never sits still or he's going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how that guy does what he does. He, we invited him over to the house here, Jill and I. He was happened to be in town, and um, she had heard about him, of course, and uh, he spent the evening. We made him a dinner and everything, and he left, and she said, oh, my God, I'm worn out. That guy's incredible. <laughs> he's just he's so invigorating. So you're surrounded by some really, really talented people, and I want to have you talk a little bit about Broad Arrow Group, what it is, if I were to ask you to describe this this new brand. And I say new, but it's been around now for Two years, is it? Three years? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's um, uh, as you pointed out, last last year was uh, was the first event for them at the Monterey Jet Center, what Haggerty now has as, as Motor Lux. 
to kick off the um, the car week there for them, if you will. And yeah, Broad Arrow, Broad Arrow, you know, was founded by, as you pointed out, a group of industry veterans who have that passion for cars and, and a shared vision for, you know, bringing a new level of um, simplicity, really, and transparency to the whole uh, industry. And so I, I'm really excited to be a part of that because I, I know a lot of those people individually, uh, from Nikhil Haggerty to Ken On, the president of the company. I've known them for quite some time. I've admired them. And as you pointed out, my friend, uh, Ramsey Potts, who, um, is, yes, he's now my colleague. You know, we go back, we go back 34, 35 years to when we were both, uh, you know, right out of school and, uh, and racing go-karts. Well, wait a minute. I didn't know you guys knew each other for that. Really? I, now see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, Mark, because recently, you know, as as I've left Porsche Cars North America and gone to Broad Arrow Group and Haggerty, you know, that my my family back at Porsche is still very much my family. I was there for the grand opening. We talk constantly and we're involved in ongoing projects. And so I, I in a way, feel like I've never actually left Porsche, just kind of working at it from a different direction. But whenever we're together there, uh, like we were at the grand opening, uh, Ramsey likes to tell all my my. Uh, Porsche colleagues that, uh, you know, how great a salesman he is that he stole me away from Porsche. And uh, I like to remind him, I like to remind him that he's been working on it for 34 years. Yeah, it took so. a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Well, you know, one of the things that you guys started the year with was Amelia. And the fact that you guys had sales that top $31 million. So out of the box there, yeah, nice yeah. start to the year, right? It was. It was a great start to the year. That was the first time that um, the Broad Arrow hosted the auction right there in the Ritz-Carlton, and uh, they did a great job with it. The, the collection of cars that was there was amazing. I think they sent four New World Records during that sale, from the um, starting with the McLaren P1 that they had. So, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a great selection. And again, it really, as someone who was coming into the to that angle of the business, what I got to experience there was just amazing. The, the level of teamwork and what everybody there does during the course of those, you know, Thursday through Saturday auctions at a place like a million, it's really eye-opening because like you, I've gone to these events for years at Pebble Beach and Amelia and other places and, and seen these collector car auctions and just really enjoyed them as an enthusiast. So to be on the inside of it for the first time and just see how hard everybody works yes. at it as a team again uh, was, was fascinating. And I, it's, it's, there's so much energy around it. You really see where uh, a guy like Ramsey Potts fits into it beautifully. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Now, let's move on to what's coming up. Uh, you and I are Porsche fanatics, and as we said, we like other vehicles as well and other marks, but Porsche is kind of deep in our heart. Coming up here June 8th through the 10th is the Porsche's 75th anniversary auction. Talk about that. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting, Mark. It is the 75th anniversary for Porsche, and the actual date that Porsche considers the uh, the anniversary of the, the founding of the company has to do with when Porsche number one was registered for road use. And that falls right over the June 8th through the 10th uh, dates that we have set at the PEC. So it's actually going to be quite a celebration that weekend. The, the centerpiece of it, of course, is going to be the auction of 75 Porsches for 75 years. Wow. And uh, we're, we're working now to fill out that catalog. But, you know, we, we did this for the 70th anniversary five years ago. And it was just so much fun. We did it in October. It was sort of the end of the end of that anniversary year, about a month after Rensport. And so this time around, we've kind of shifted things and are doing it before not only Rensport but Monterey. And so this way, 
if somebody wants to be a part of all that and they don't already have the Porsche that they want or perhaps the Porsche of their dreams, they have a chance to come to Atlanta uh, and bid on it live or they can do it during the live stream on the website or even phone in and bid on one of the great cars that we're going to have there available. Is there, and this is a tough question, but I think you can answer it. Is there one car that you know of so far that's going to be at that event that you would just love to have parked in your garage? Well, you know, yes, there's there's already some uh, several cars. Of course. Number yeah. one, yeah, so because one of them is parked in my garage in a way. But um, so I'll explain. So the first car that would answer that question would be the Porsche Classic Club Coupe. It's a one-off factory Thunderbunch program car that Porsche Classic did in conjunction with the Porsche Club of America. And the question from the Porsche Club of America was, what if there would have been a predecessor to the Sport Classic 997 uh, that was never imported to this country, but was just a beautiful limited production car. And so Porsche Classic decided to, to help illustrate what the Thunderbunch program can do for customers by saying, let's answer that question. Let's take a 996 and through the design department, through the engineering department, let's build a car that can show the world that. And so they did this program together. They built this absolutely beautiful starting with a 1999-911 Carrera Coupe, and they built it into the classic Club Coupe, which not only features design items like the iconic ducktail spoiler fashioned in a new way, but the driveline has been upgraded to include that of the 996 GP3, along with the suspension and braking system. Nice. And the extent to which Porsche went to build this car, they actually had a test fuel for it to test the aerodynamics and the engine fitment and everything in the car. And I mean, how many one-offs do you know that have its own test mule? <laughs> and so this car, <laughs> this car will be offered uh, at no reserve at the 75th anniversary auction in June. So without a question, I would love to park that car in my garage. The other car that's there that kind of already is, is, uh, is one of the 38 944 turbo cups that was built for the Canadian Rothman series. We have an example that was earmarked for that series, but was never actually raced in it. Instead, it went on to very limited road use, and the car is, it presents itself almost as new, and it's absolutely beautiful. That also is going to be offered at no reserve at the Porsche anniversary sale. So lots of great cars coming, but those are two that really stand out to me as of today. Well, and of course, you're racing a 944 Turbo Cup car, right? I am. I yeah. am. I, Tell I, me I, about this car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, last last fall, um, thanks to, to my friend Ramsey and Colin Doherty, they had an opportunity to consider acquiring one of these 38 cars you were talking about. And, you know, I had never thought that I, I would be the kind of person that would own a race car because I'm not likely going to own a truck and a trailer and sort of like be able to do all the work myself. Again, I'm not that I'm not that mechanical of a guy. And uh, but when I started to think about how I could I could change from basically take one hobby, which I had, which was sort of being the car collector, going to car shows with my 964 Turbo and take that and transition from sort of that angle of the hobby into what I love, also love doing is going to racetracks on the weekend and spending time there with my friends and getting out on track. So I, I feel like I, by selling the 964 Turbo and taking the, the funds from that and acquiring the 944 Turbo Cup and then going racing with it, I really feel like I just transitioned the money from one pocket to the other. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> yeah. hobby altogether. You know, so it just goes to show you that there's a lot of ways to access 
your enthusiasm and, and having fun with cars. Well, and life is short, so why not try different things and do different things? I raced mm. vintage cars for about 12 years and uh, never raced a Porsche, but I was in old British cars. But yeah, and y- you see how, okay, I like this. And I got, I got through that period of time. And then, of course, the kids' college tuitions were looming. Right. So <laughs> right. my funds got transferred to something different. But then I went back into right. you know more street car stuff and doing that kind of thing. But yeah, you can kind of evolve through this. And I think that's, that's fun to have all these different experiences versus... Versus, you know, having the same thing your entire life and they go, oh, I wonder what that that would have been like. So the uh, upcoming Motor Lux as part of Car Week, August 17th through the 18th at the Monterey Jet Center. Talk a little bit about what we might expect to see there. Well, I'm looking forward to that event myself because that that will be my first. Uh, last year on on Thursday, I was hosting a um, uh, an event for Porsche at the Porsche's Entrance in downtown Monterey. By the way, that was that was very cool. I got to go over there and see Thank see you. Ray over there, and what you guys put together was a very. In fact, I'll tell you something. Sitting here right now, on my desk is a little coaster for my glass of water that looks like a miniature cowhide with a Porsche crest that was kind of part of that experience. Remember that little press over there? That's right. Yeah, some Porsche leather. So anyway. That was a great week. Yeah, it was fun. Great week. So exactly. So I'm I'm looking forward to it this year because, of course, I'll be deep deep into the details of the Monterey Jet Center event, uh, which is held in conjunction with Haggerty's Motor Lux. It's going to be taking place August 17th and 18th. It's two days this year, and um, they are going to be approximately 150 motor cars, wow. everything from pre-war American classics, minor collectibles, and supercars. So we're working now to get those vehicles consigned for that, and I've seen some, some early consignments. I know a lot of them are still under embargo, but, um, boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, I can't wait to, to get into that angle and kind of um, see it from a different perspective this time than being uh, – than being a um, someone sitting out in the audience this time. So, yeah, lots of work to do. And um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, but, boy, I am just absolutely fascinated by how the team does work in an auction. You ever you ever think about that in detail? You know, uh, well, no, because it's, it's too overwhelming. I'm just there to have fun. Uh, <laughs> you guys are working your tails off. To me, when I look at any of these events, a, a huge auction event or a Concours event or any kind of major car event, it's like a Swiss watch. And I had this talk with um, uh, Laurel, who's a McFarlane, who puts on she supports the La Jolla Concorde, which uh, uh, is mm-hmm. I'm heading to actually in, in, well, tomorrow, I think I'm leaving for that. And so um, talking about all the moving pieces and what has to be done in setting up and you guys are, you know, you're setting up on uh, in fact, she even managed, I think she works with you guys at the Motorlux event and setting that up, especially in that environment at an airport, there's all these rules and regulations mm-hmm. and you know, you got to be mm-hmm. careful. You can't have a piece of paper blow across the tarmac. It's sucked into some private jet's <laughs> engine. So, yeah. I mean, it's a serious stuff. So uh, it's like a Swiss watch in my mind. Yeah. And like you, you mentioned earlier, yeah. it's a team effort. Everybody has mm-hmm. something to do. And this team at Broad Arrow and, uh, and McFarland and all these people, I'm, I'm in awe because you come in, you experience and you leave. And then they're all there afterwards, breaking down, setting up mm-hmm. all my, Night long so that the mm-hmm. next morning the jets can pull in I- i'm now you get me upset because it's too much to think about it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy well, you're, you're right though it is like a swiss watch i mean there's, there's a lot of moving parts maybe it's more like a four cam if you're talking in porsche oh gosh Porsche's there you go terms, right yeah, yeah yeah there you go so so what i'm so uh impressed with is just how everybody works together on it and again having come from the retail car dealership background I, I've kind of got this this um, analogy now where I look at I look at what we were doing in the car dealership as a salesman in the showroom, 
And I think back to, you know, sort of what the mindset was. And, and to me, that very much was like a Formula One team where every salesperson on the floor wants to be the number one driver. You know, like you've got two drivers in a Formula One team and everybody wants to be number one. Uh, when I look at the auction business, on the other hand, and I look at the, the depth of experience that all the team members have in buying and selling fantastic, amazing cars, I'm, I'm seeing more of a similarity to endurance racing. In other words, uh, uh, yeah. what it takes to get a you know, what it takes to get a car sold in that environment uh, just takes such an incredible team effort. So, for example, not only is everybody, and I mean everybody, from the CEO down through the, the CMO from, from the marketing side to the car specialist, uh, everybody is there pitching and helping set up, getting cars parked in those, uh, you know, the nice lines that you see in the displays in the courtyard ahead of the sale for the previous. Not only is everybody doing that, and then, of course, when the actual auction itself runs, you see, you see them up there on the phones helping the phone bidders or out in the audience bid spotting. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a real concerted effort there to make sure that everybody is engaged in getting done, you know, uh, from a, a buying and selling perspective, what they need to have done. And then, of course, when it's all over, the teardown. But in between all that, what, what I also saw on the mornings and the evenings of the preview before we actually go out and help answer questions about the cars, there's active work going on within networks. So you've got all these wonderful colleagues with these deep backgrounds and networks of car collectors that they work with, people that they've helped buy cars before or sell cars out of their collection. We're working to connect the dots. And I think this is the, the real value that I see of a car specialist. And what I'm so excited about uh, in, within my own network is helping to bring that to the table. You know, everybody just helps lift up the effort by bringing what they can to the effort. And it's connecting those dots so that when somebody consigns a car to an auction, you just don't put it out in a glossy catalog and put it online and, and hope that somebody sees it. There's a lot of behind the scenes connecting the dots where I'm calling up somebody that I know saying, hey, weren't you looking for a 2.7 liter RS lightweight? You know, well, I just happen to know we have this one that's coming. And so there's a lot of that getting things set up so that the day that the auction actually arrives, there's activity that, that um, is going to be coming to the table or coming to the stage, I should say, in order to get that car sold. And it's just fascinating because it, it, it's, it's like picturing that 4-cam engine, you know, in sort of like um, an invisible see-through oh, uh, sure. way. Yeah. You know, you're seeing it all work. And I'm just absolutely fascinated by it. I love it. There's so much energy in it. it it's just um, it's a ton of fun. Unfortunately, we only get to do it live uh, right now a couple of times a year between Amelia and Monterey. Of course, we have the Porsche 75th, as you pointed out, inserted this year for the anniversary. But there's more to come, and there's even some expansion that you'll see outside of the United States. Wow, very cool. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on that. I saw that on your website. And for you listeners, uh, just go to broadarrowauctions.com. You'll see what we're talking about. Uh, you have a new colleague over there, overseas, over the pond, as we say, Bastian Voigt, who's helping expand into the European market. We do. We do. That's right. And in fact, this weekend, uh, they're at Essen and they've got some amazing oh, cars there. Through that's the, an insane uh, place. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was there with Porsche one year and yeah, it is absolutely a phenomenal event uh, that you should go to at least once in your life. I think it is just uh, one of the largest gatherings of classic collector car parts and books and memorabilia and car sales. And it's just, it's amazing. But he's there this weekend and they're, they're talking about Broad Arrow, they're also talking about uh, the Collector's Garage, which are the private treaty sales that Broad Arrow is involved in, and, and some amazing cars that are part of that as well. 
Yeah, Essen is incredible. In 2006, I was with a, a past friend, and we picked up a new Porsche at the factory and drove straight to Alois Roof's uh, Roof Automobile, yeah. which I just had his daughter on the show, by the way, uh, Aloisa. So now I've had the whole family um, on the show. But we were driving. We'd left there, and we were driving east. And I forget. Well, I think we were going to uh, BMW. And we're hauling down the Autobahn there. And I look out the window, and I see this giant building. It says Essen. I'm like... Whoa, 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 turn around, turn around. Huh? Turn around. We got, what is this place? And we ended up spending, we ended up spending the night because it was like you go in that place and it wasn't during the Essen event you're talking about, but just that facility. And oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, they have trains in there. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I was it so is. lucky I happened to be looking that way and not looking down at the map in my lap. This was before GPS, the old days of paper maps to try to get around Europe. But uh, that was a really fun thing. You know, you work with some incredible people. Your team and colleagues that you've had in your career have to be the inspiration for you. But we do talk about challenges. And I'll have to ask you this. Let's see, as you've gotten into this new transition of this new part of your career, and my hat's off to you for taking the bold venture, although going with this group, <laughs> how, how uh, unsafe could it be? But still, it's a change, which is difficult. What, what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you in this transition going into Broad Arrow? Well, you know, I think, Mark, that, that's a great question. And we we always want to keep ourselves in, engaged in what we're doing. And I, and, I, and I love working with the Porsche brand for the past 25 years the way that I have. I mean, it, it, the people are amazing. The cars are amazing. I, I love the people. The, the, the way the company works uh, between the manufacturer and their dealer partners, it's just a wonderful environment. And for me, the hardest thing to do when, when thinking about the opportunity that was at Broad Aero Group and Hazardy was seeing myself outside of that world, if you will. You know, 25 years, you have a way of, of really becoming – uh, part of something and very comfortable with it. And so I think pulling away to make that change, you know, I, I first have to see it in my mind. Um, what is it like to, to not introduce myself as Ray from Porsche? And especially, yeah, you know, oh, there when you we're go. working yeah. <laughs> I get it. Right? I, mean, yeah, I always thought that was your middle your name, Ray. Right? <laughs> <laughs> your identity has a way of getting wrapped up in your work. And, you know, we're, we're all human, and I think we all have varied interests, as I said, you know, sort of in the beginning. I'm a car guy first and foremost. And so will it be difficult for me to, to maybe contribute as much initially to Monterey than it would be the Porsche 75th anniversary sale? That's going to be a little more of a challenge for Monterey for me because, you know, not that you can't bring an amazing Porsche car to uh, car week in Monterey, but there's a great variety there, which obviously in a one mate situation like we have here in Atlanta, that's sort of my home game, home team, if you will. Um, so that's, that's going to be a challenge, but I think, you know, pushing yourself outside your, your comfort limits, um, your comfort zone. I think that for me is, is the biggest challenge, but boy, there's, there's a lot of energy in that too. And it really, it really does for good or bad does make you feel alive. Sometimes at three o'clock in the morning, it makes you feel alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, uh, again, you couldn't ask for a better team. I, I've been blessed both at on the Porsche side and now with um, my colleagues at Broadair and Haggerty. Just great, supportive, enthusiastic people, and, and uh, the team is everything. You know, there's some uh, great sayings, and over the years, I've created memes out of them that I've used on my social media. One of is create a career you don't need a vacation from. Mm. And I think of things like what I do and you do and, and so many of my guests here that we go off and, yeah, we work these events and things, but 
you think, wow, I would go here on vacation. You know, I mean, this is where, mm -hmm. That's I, right. you know, I mean, it's nice to go lay on a beach, but after a few days, it gets a little boring. But you think about a rent sport event or Motor Lux or Car Week or any of the things are going to the uh, Porsche Experience Center. I mean, that sounds like a good vacation to me. Maybe not for my wife, but uh, for me, it's <laughs> she's like, we're going where? What? <laughs> oh, don't worry, dear. Isn't that my moderation? Yeah. That's why Monterey is so popular, I think, all the time, because it, it's a little easier to convince your other half that we should go to this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have another great saying that I, I thought of while you were describing this, and this was uh, coined by a friend of mine locally here by the name of David Sweet. And, and here's how it goes. It applies to change. To make the decision to call forth change in your life, your thoughts and your consciousness, that is the edge of courage. Mm. Nice, huh? That's very strong. Yeah, 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 yeah very, absolutely. very, very, very cool. Well, we already talked a little bit about if you could pick a car out of this upcoming 75th anniversary auction. Of course, you couldn't pick one. You picked two. So <laughs> I'm going to jump to a question that I did not ask you when you were on the show before. Since since that first appearance here on Cars, yeah, I've acquired a uh, car psychologist doctorate degree. I even have it hanging on mm. the wall. Now, I made it out of <laughs> Photoshop, so it's kind of not real, but we'll pretend that it is today. If you were reincarnated, excuse the pun, manifest as a vehicle, what would Ray Schaefer be? But more importantly, why? And this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive your characteristics in some sort of vehicle. Oh gosh, that's a wow! That's a that's <laughs> it's a, it's a deep thought. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, I would I would like to, and maybe this is even somewhat similar to an answer I've given previously on an angle of of what car appeals to you and why kind of thing. Because yeah, I think they're connected. But I, I do love the Porsche 911. I think there is a. Um, there's a functionality about its design. There's an there's an honesty about it, uh, in and you know how it operates, why it operates the way it does, why it looks the way that it does. And in in some ways too, I mean, the first thought in designing a, a car with an ideal platform wouldn't be to hang all the weight off the rear axle. And so you know, in a lot of ways, it's it's kind of flawed from the beginning, but through work and persistence and evolution. Um, you know, of that idea, you're, they're able to make a great, amazing, iconic car out of it. And not that I'm looking at myself as an icon, I'm not, but what I'm saying is, I, you I are think, my you know, eyes, I, Ray, I can, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want it to come out sounding like that, but, but, uh, but I just, I think I can relate to that because I mean, I think, you know, I'm a person, I have a lot of things, not that I'm not perfect, um, but you know, I continue to work on it and, and improve. And so, I don't know, I just, I connect with the 911 in that way. And I had a feeling a lot of other people do too. Yep, yep. I uh, was interviewed by my son back on show number 300, I believe it was, because he's the one that gave me the idea to do this podcast. And that's mm. similar to how I answered it. And, of course, everyone goes, oh, Mark, do you always like the 911? But you think about that, brand, that, that specific car all the way back to the 356, through yeah. the entire evolution, it's, it really has stayed the same more than probably any other car. I mean, think of the Corvette, but that car evolved and changed, and especially with the new C8. It's a completely different mm -hmm. 
vehicle. Doesn't it, it looks is, like yeah. a Ferrari? And I'm, I mean a compliment by that. I look at those new ones, I go, mm-hmm. whoa! And mid-engine, mm-hmm. uh, the Mustang, maybe. I mean, you kind of see this resemblance throughout, but they went through some quirky periods that I don't know. Some people say the 996, 911 did, but still, it's it's a 911. And it looks the same. So, to me, that car, the fact they've been able to pull that off. And keep yeah. the engine where it is. I keep saying, okay, one year. Well, now it might end up being EV. Oh, let's not go there. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> things are transitioning and that, that kind of is coming and we'll see where that goes. But yeah, it has been a work. But yeah, I think that's good. And it goes back to the idea of changing careers and evolving and growing and being stronger. And I see, you know, you're very active on social media. You've been really big on I got to compliment you on your workout routine and what you're doing just oh, physically you. to yourself. Uh, yeah, you're a bit thank of inspiration you. to me. I look at those and I go, oh, I got to get back to the gym here. <laughs> this guy's um, this guy's becoming a monster uh, in a good way. But uh, I, th- I like the answer. That's a good answer to that. How about uh, great reading? Now, you're, you're traveling a lot. You kind of always have been doing a lot of travel, but is there a, maybe a great book you've picked up that you could share with us? Yeah, you know, um, I, I when I'm traveling, most of the time, what's in my hand is my phone, and I tend to I tend <laughs> doing to, work. You know, to read, the, yeah, the emails and things, and of course, I I, I also learn a lot through um, through social media and what everybody's doing there. But um, yeah, you know, from a book standpoint, and this is not certainly something you could take on an airplane because if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But the three volume set that Sean Cridlin just uh, published recently for for uh, Brumos on the history of, um, you know, the racing team and the dealership and everything. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I spent 17 years there. I was a fan before I went to work for Brumos, and I thought I knew most everything I could from, from being there and actually even talking to a lot of the people that lived even the earlier days than I did. But what I've learned uh, that Sean has dug into and, and uncovered is really, um, I understand why they call it an American racing icon. Uh, because it, it is an American story, and it goes all the way back to the late 1800s. And so what I've learned, yeah, I, I just I can't recommend that book enough. Even if you're not like an avid Brumos or a racing fan or a Porsche fan, I think there's so much in there, you know, from American history, from racing in general, that, um, and, of course, personalities like Hurley and Peter Gregg, Bob Snodgrass, it's just, it's amazing. So I would, um, I, I'm still working to get through all of this. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> huge yeah i think it weighs i think the whole set weighs over 30 pounds so i can just imagine the the challenges they had in shipping those out to everybody (laughs) oh my gosh well for you listeners if you missed my talk with sean he's been on the show a few times but the last time he was on we talked about that set i've got that set and yeah i'm working my way through it too it's just massive but what's fascinating is what you described is the history of that that family and the organization, uh, things I never knew about. And the fact that you said the same yeah. and having worked there for as long as you did, uh, Sean's research is just impeccable. And so it definitely deserves to be on any car enthusiast shelf. I'll put a link to that on Ray's show notes page so you can get your hands on that. Uh, what Sean's done there is just uh, mind boggling. So uh, let's go in the ultimate drive today. I'm an enabler here. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to park yeah. any vehicle you'd like uh, in your garage. You can take it anywhere. But here's the key part of this, because cars are about the people. You can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. So for a guy who's been around and driven a lot of very cool cars, especially in the Porsche world, but as we see with Broad Arrow uh, auctions, that's expanding for you. What does the ultimate drive look like for you if money is no object? Okay, well then let's start with the Carrera GT, okay. one of my favorite all-time all-time cars. Got it. Uh, and I just love the engagement of that car. You got to love the sound of that car. The mm-hmm. fact that you can take 
the roof panels off means that when we get into one of our either mountain drives here in North Georgia, or if you're out on the West Coast there up in the Monterey area, or we did this drive one time on the island of Ibiza for the Cayman S introduction, uh, the dealer program, and boy, that was a that was a fun drive. I never thought that an island like Ibiza would have uh, roads like that, and so. I would have to think maybe the Carrera GT over there so that I could take the top off, feel that sun, look at that view and hear that sound. That would just be amazing. Yeah, very cool. So if you could take anybody with you, and again, even somebody who's no longer with us, which opens the world to an amazing co-pilot, or if you want this person to be driving and you can be experiencing it from the passenger seat, but I have a feeling that's not where you like to sit, who would you be with? You know, that's a that's a great question. There's There's a lot of answers for that. Um, being here in my home office and looking at the pictures that are on the wall and the books that are on my shelf and they're just the, some of the amazing people I've gotten to know over time. Um, the person that I would love to do that with today, who's unfortunately no longer with us, is the late Bobby. He was such a dear friend and mentor to me in my early days. Now that I'm older and had a chance to have some of these experiences, there's so many questions and things that I would like to talk about from his perspective with what he experienced as a very fast gentleman driver uh, in the world of Porsche. And for those listeners who might not remember Bob, um, he was responsible for the Coca-Cola Porsche 935 and 952 <laughs> and, yeah. and, and the late 70s and, and um, up to the mid-late 1980s. And uh, again, that that's really what caught my eye when I was, was a kid, and, and I was fortunate enough to get to know him. Uh, so yeah, as a, as an adult, an older person today, I would I would just love to do something like that and, and have the chance really to to talk maybe in between the spirit of drive part where we would sit there with a cup of coffee and catch up on some things. So um, I would love I would love that opportunity today, no doubt. What a drive that would be. Well, you've taken us on another fun drive here, and I'm so happy to uh, capture you and your very busy schedule to take some time with us today. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some type of uh, success quote or words of inspiration for our listeners? Well, you know, Mark, I, I really like what you said about getting outside the comfort zone and where you have to push yourself because that's it. And whether and I, I don't necessarily maybe have it as a, as a quote or as a saying, but when I look at not only career-wise, and first following the desire to be involved with automobiles and then working in it and then pushing yourself to always redefine the angle maybe that you do that work from, like like I have recently with moving from Porsche to Broad Aero Group, um, but also in the fitness world that you mentioned. Uh, you know, my, my why behind all that was because I, I didn't want my age to detract from my ability to enjoy the cars, to get out, whether you're racing them or just driving them. I want to be able to get in and out of them. I want to be able to push the clutch down. I want to be able to move the gearbox. And, and you know, I think as long as we can have the ability to do something about it, then, you know, take that responsibility and and make sure that you're in, you know, the right fitness shape in order to be able to enjoy life in general. Um, these are the things you have to push yourself on and to really enjoy your day to day. And that's, that's a focus, um, getting outside your comfort zone, push yourself. We're capable of so much, uh, but we just sitting around, you know, hoping and wishing for things isn't how it happens. You've got to go out and make it happen. And so get outside your comfort zone, push yourself. I think that really is, um, it was what drives me. 
Well, it's a great analogy to the motorsport world and the automotive world. And of course, we're going through a transition. I mentioned earlier EVs like we've never seen before of the automotive world in some ways being forced to change and push themselves yeah. way out of their comfort zone. Whether you like the idea or not, it's happening. It's coming. Um, could be a great thing. Could be uh, something that you have to deal with and have to realize, uh, am I going to like this or not? But we shall see in the future. How can people learn more about Broad Arrow Auctions? Well, as you pointed out, we have the website. Uh, you can, of course, Google Broad Arrow Auctions and find the website that way. Uh, there's more information there. I would also encourage everyone to check out Haggerty Online Marketplace. Uh, it's a it's a great spot for some some really fun cars. Uh, there's there's a lot of a um, a lot of activity going on on there from a quantity standpoint. There's enough cars on there that you can read and digest everything. You're not going to get so overwhelmed by um, the amount that's there. You can really focus in on what's happening. And they've been doing a great job selling those cars. Their sell-through rate uh, is really high on that. So check out Haggerty Marketplace. And, of course, if you're not familiar with Haggerty in the first place, I would say check that out as well because um, one of the things I love about working for that company is their mission, which is to save driving. And, and how can you not love a company that has that as their mission statement, cars and <laughs> yeah. culture, to save that and keep keep it moving forward? So. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot to learn there, and you can find more information about everything we're doing between Broad Arrow Group and Haggerty Marketplace. There you go. And if you want to follow Ray, he's got an Instagram page. I'll put a link to that. Uh, if you want to be inspired by somebody in the car world, that's a great one to follow because, Ray, you certainly thank are you. a great inspiration. You're welcome. This has been great. Well, thanks for stopping in, taking a pit stop with me today. Uh, can't wait to see what's coming this summer with all of your events. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. It's been great being with you today. I look forward to seeing you, most likely, out of Monterey, but maybe I can talk you into coming to Atlanta in June for the Porsche 75th anniversary option. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I think you could. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> something, to check, something to check out for sure. Thanks, my friend. TechForce is a charity of choice here at Cars, yeah. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply... It's critically short. For every one tech who graduates school, there's five jobs waiting for them. Said another way, four technician jobs go unfilled for every technician graduate. Lots of young people love cars, but don't know how to turn that passion into their careers. TechForce Foundation shows them through career exploration, technical education, and the workforce development solutions. Join Cars yeah in supporting TechForce Foundation and its mission to solve the technician shortage by donating at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!